eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... <laughs> Jason Shear. And Arizona One. Triple overtime, baby. You're screaming and the kids are asleep. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Arizona wins in triple overtime tonight against Utah in, as usual, a butt-clenching game. What? Cardiac cats, indeed. Butt-clenching, cardiac. Shelby's two white claws in, folks. All bets are Isn't that what someone says? I've seen that quote. Like, what it's like being an Arizona fan is like... Mark Titus says that. Yeah, clench your butt kind of thing. I never panic. That's also a trick when you sing high notes in choir. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. I thought we were <laughs> transitioning real quick. Uh, no, we're just uh, we're just going back and forth about dumb stuff. But what's not dumb, Arizona wins. Ooh. What? That was a good transition. Thank you. It was really good. Uh, Arizona wins. And got to be honest, there was many times I just was like, okay, this is over. And they kept not coming me. back. Not me. You were so full of it. I know this is your jinx thing that you do. No, nope, I mean, I'm, uh, I was you always You literally, calm. I, t- I tweeted this. You literally said, the home team always wins in overtime. Yeah, and they lost. Always. You're welcome. Yeah. Read it, do it, add it. Before we begin, show. we have to shout out our sponsor. As usual, um, I'd love to get that read up for you if I could do that. Here we go. Investing should be easy, buy low and sell high. But what seems simple can get tricky in a complex field. Mm. It's too easy to encounter pitfalls in the yes. investment space, but seeking professional advice can help you reach your goals. At Longview Insurance and Investments, we're your local professionals based right here in Tucson. Let us help you create a personalized investment portfolio that reflects your unique risk tolerance. Visit our website at longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. What the hell are you doing? He's got a little box of like jelly beans, like a little bag. I hope you had to have heard that. Good Lord. We just got chaos going on here. Anyway, thank you to Longview Insurance and Investments 
for the sponsorship. I am sending a cup to you, Andre, tomorrow. So maybe Andre could help you um, with your insurance. Show me almost broke many things in the house tonight. I she did it though. I didn't throw an ottoman though. There's like, only one an time when you hit. Shelby's a hitter. She likes to hit stuff. Yeah. Uh, so she hit. She likes like if she goes like I kale, banged on the. Right. So she hit the couch arm, and the dogs ran for their lives. They're a little mildly upset with Shelby me. Shelby said you're wimps, and then she hit me. I hit my knee. Um, I my knee's probably gonna be bruised tomorrow. Like just hitting the top of my leg. When I watch Caves and Mikhail, if I have a rail in front of me, I'll hurt my hands because I'm hitting the rail. Shelby's always gonna. <laughs> and Jason is uh, turning bright red right now. You can't uh, you can't phase me. I'm too white closet, and I might get a third one. Well, that was filthy, what I was about to say. Thank you for refraining you. yourself. This so is just Arizona married won. life, guys. Arizona won easily in triple overtime, 105 <laughs> to 99. Easily. Never a doubt in my mind. Um, no, before you start talking, we're going to start off with the number one thing that should be said. Is score. that we've said the score like three times. 105 we, to 99. 105 to 99. Triple overtime. Shout out to Pella. Yeah, we were gonna get there, Shelby. I don't. I don't want to wait until our lives are over. Okay, Shelby has a crush on Pella. I love you, Pella. He's taken. I don't care, man. He's my little Swedish uh, fish. All right. Oh my god. So <laughs> Pella Larson had twenty-seven points, seven rebounds, eight assists. Um, look, the free throws. We're gonna ignore them. It was a bad moment. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be honest. He's tired. No, we're gonna ignore them. He literally picked this team up on his back, and he was carrying the weight of it. And he was fucking tired. All right, Shelby. Uh, let us know how you feel. So, Pella <laughs> played great. Uh, the free throws would have been a much bigger deal had Arizona lost the game, clearly. Yeah, but like you said, like, I just assume you play 48 minutes. He was uh, a monster in Career all facets high. of the game. Career high. 27. Against Utah. Um, yes, that's who his they played. arch rivals. Yes, that's very cool. His career high came against his former team. But, yeah, I'd assume it was just because he was tired, but... Before we get into individual play, Shelby, the first half, Arizona uh, whooped that ass. They were up 16, and I tweeted the game wasn't over because, generally speaking, in college basketball, uh, things always kind of return to the mean. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm not good at math. You're using math terms Yeah, I'm not good. So the fact that Utah couldn't hit anything in the first half meant that they were clearly going to hit in the second half. I did not expect hitting in the second half to be 7 of 7, seven of from seven. 3 to start. 8 of 11 from 3. Now, that's kind of funny. They go 7 of 7, and then they go 1 of their next 3. And then in overtime, Shelby, uh, they go 1 for 3, I believe. I don't know. Uh, not that good. But anyway, yeah. So they're making 3 after 3 after 3 in the second half, and you're just like, up. Oh, here we go again. And a lot of them were open. I'd say like half were open and the other half weren't. But um, you're like, up oh, here we like it's and, and like I was saying to Mike a minute ago in his show, like you could give college teams a lot of them open threes and they still wouldn't hit seven in a row. It really is uncanny. It's a fluke. But at the same time, like Utah shoots threes. Like they're a good three point shooting team, especially at home, and it just kind of happened all at once instead of spreading the love and um to arizona's credit they hung with it i thought that was important uh they very likely 
or not likely, but very possibly could have not done that. Uh, they, you know, wouldn't have been a surprise if they kind of folded and, you know, were like, oh crap, whatever. You know what I mean? Like three after three after three, you're like, here we go again. You throw your hands up and before you know it, the game's over. Uh, they hung with it on the road and, you know, overall, this, this is a good win to me. Like, I know that the blowing the lead is disappointing. Uh, Arizona covered. They did. That was which crazy. Which was funny. The spread was five and a half, which is just stupid. Arizona won by six. But any, like, we, we've put up the stats over and over again for road wins in the country, right? And, and just, It's hard. It's hard to win on the road. Any road win is a big road win. This is a really impressive win. Utah hadn't lost on the road. I don't care how it happens. Um, you know, you just want it to happen. And it did. So, you know, overall, uh, I think that Arizona, you know, it's a big win to me overall. It's not just a big win, Jason. It demonstrated one thing, one secret recipe that a team needs to get to the national championship game. Free throw defense. That is important. Uh, Needs to be worked on. But there is the other thing that I talked about. Arizona's free throw defense was good tonight. Okay, great. Utah went 10 of 20. I was thinking of all the other things. You didn't get my joke. I didn't. Right around, thanks for interrupting my flow. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm talking about True Grit, Jason. Oh, here we go. True Grit is required, and in those moments when you're not playing so well. True you got to look at somebody uh, on the team who can kind of spark it. And usually the person you're hoping it'd be is Caleb Love. It used to be Josiah Turner who could spark it. hey <laughs> Shout out Debonair Dutrieve. hey Um, And he was a little hit and miss tonight, but when it counted... Obviously, Caleb had some moments. I'm not taking that away from you, Mike. Not many. Not many, not many but we, when he needed to, Pella was one of them, too. Um, but that definitely doesn't matter how it looked. It just looks like a win at the end, and it was ugly. It was nerve-wracking. People might have had a heart attack before it ended, but not they me, won. Not me, Shelby. Calm, cool, collected, the three Cs. Uh, let's just jump into individuals. And, let's do it. Uh, Speaking of senior love. Yeah, we'll start with Caleb Love, 5 of 20 from the field. Um, You know, I I don't really, it's hard to blame him for the last second shots at the regulation and overtime and all, because I don't know what was drawn up. It looked like basically, and and again, I don't know this for a fact, but it looked, it it definitely like Tommy basically said, try to get open um, and and make something happen. Godspeed. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what it it felt like, but... um, yeah, I mean, overall, he didn't shoot well uh, at all. He did get 10 rebounds. He only turned the ball over once. He did play the most amount of minutes on the team, one more than Pella. It's tough because, like, he shoots 5 for 20, but the one thing I will say, and we've always said it, is that good or bad, we don't have to worry about who wants the last shot. Because right. Caleb Love wants and will pretty much always take <laughs> uh, the last good shot. Good or bad. Right, good or bad, that last shot. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Is his so? Um, was it a good game for him? No, there were some moments that were flat out terrible. You gotta say it, Jason. What do you call this with the ups and downs and the highs and lows with Caleb? Fluid. No, you have a term for it. I don't know. The Caleb Love experience. Oh yeah, today was a full Caleb Love experience. Missed many shots, but then came up and and hit a the big three at the start of the overtime period. And yeah, it's the full Caleb Love experience. What you see is uh, is is what you get. With Senor Love. Uh, Pella Larson, we already talked about. I thought I got scared when he hurt his ankle. Yeah, I uh, know. You know, the thing with Pella that I like is, like, um, when he is an active part of the offense, he is considerably better. Like, aggressive Pella is so much better than non-aggressive Pella. When he's driving to the rim, when he's trying to create his own shot, which he can do on a consistent basis. He gets his rebound and then he puts it back up. Like, like we've seen it now a couple times in the last week or so. Like, yeah, like even the play where he missed, he got his rebound and went right back up with it. Like, I mean, seven rebounds, eight assists, 48 minutes, 10 of 17 shooting. Yeah, like, I'm not saying he should do this every night, but he's capable of having more bigger games than he has. And there were times in this game where nobody else's shot was going. And there's only one person that was actually getting to the basket or getting it in was was Pella. So you need to see that more from him, especially as we get out oh, justice, not Colorado, but ASU, L.A. schools. You need that dog. Got that dog coming out. Was that your bark? I can't. The girls are sleeping. No, they're not. Braille just came out here and yelled at me for being too loud. Okay. Well, you are very <laughs> loud. Uh, next up, Kylon Boswell. I thought his arm fell off. And yeah, I, I am, a, I am a doctor, so I said he dislocated a shoulder. They're going to have to amputate real quick. Hopefully, he can get back in the game. I'm not a doctor. I am a doctor. It depends on my time of the day. Mm-hmm. But it, I'm thinking pinch nerve, right? Like, well, nothing happened on the replay. He wasn't bumped. He didn't go to the ground. It was kind of like a non-contact injury. And he did come back, so it's almost like something just kind of. And they're slipped. holding his arm, so maybe he's telling Justin and all that I can't move my arm because. Like he was in nerve. real pain though. Like you can't. Yeah. It's not like it was a, a gimmick or anything. So that was interesting, but he comes back in, and uh, I have absolutely no issues with the way he played tonight. Sixteen points, five assists, two turnovers. I like the fact that like he played twenty nine minutes. I know some of that was because of injury. So let's say he could have played a few more, but. He split time with Bradley, which is the way I think. I think sometimes Kylan, when he plays big minutes, puts too much pressure on himself. And tonight was a night where he's kind of going back and forth with Bradley. The shots he's taking, for the most part, like he had the 1-3 he missed terribly. But for the most part, the shots he took was within the offense. And uh, I really like, again, broken record. Arizona is so much better when Boswell plays well, and it needs Boswell to play well. Now it's a matter of taking that. 16 point performance and not necessarily scoring 16 every night but consistently going out there and just not being a liability right right like just play well for the most part yeah you're gonna make some mistakes but just 
defend well, rebound, get pat like don't be a full out liability where you're just you're not shooting or rebounding or anything. Like tonight, again, sixteen points is a lot. I don't expect it every game, but he needs to bring it and have that effort. I thought there was a high effort level uh, tonight specifically. Yeah, I'd say higher. The one thing that I I tweeted that makes me a little nervous and I hope they get a chance to work on is their passing. The passing tonight was very circumspect. Like there's wobbly passes. Obviously, people, the regular turnovers happen. There are frequently times when Kylan was passing. Pella did it a couple times. Just odd, odd, well, odd angles, and the ball was wobbly. It was like a hair's breadth from being a turnover. Yeah, like they had eight turnovers, but like there was one play where like Boswell had a really bad pass, but it was deflected out. Yeah, like and, they just are getting lucky. Right, and yeah, I, I, I think you know, and Utah defended well, and in Utah, you know, we'll get to this. I was going to talk about KJ Lewis, but you know, we'll skip ahead to him. Like people are wondering why KJ Lewis only played twenty two minutes. Utah for the might literally be the first time all season that I've seen, went to a 1-3-1 one, one zone. It was very confusing. And Arizona, there's no way they practice for that because Utah doesn't run it. You're, you don't go into practice in basketball and say, we're going to, you know, this team runs 99.9% man, so let's practice against a 2-3 zone. Like, that's just not what you do. And so they go to a zone that Utah, I have to look this up, but I, Utah has not run it at any point that I've seen them. And I watch most Pac-12 games. It's a little trickery. So there's no way that K.J. Lewis, as a freshman, was prepared for a 1-3-1 one, one zone. Like, there's just no way. And I think once they went to that, you saw KJ not play. Um, I don't think it's anything that KJ Lewis did. It's just a matter of, okay, they're going to a completely different look. We need to play the older guys that have seen this defense, not not from Utah, but just in general. Like, this isn't the first time Jaden Bradley has seen it or Caleb Love, etc. So Utah went to a defense that, again, I'm going to look this up with whatever it is, Synergy or whatever, I can't recall them running this defense at any point this season, literally. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, Going back down the list. My boy. My guy. Senor Balu. Talk about it, Shelby. Umar tonight was guarding pretty at a high level as far as, like, the person he was guarding. That was, like, a battle. Yeah, it wasn't a high-level defense. No. But, but it like, was definitely a battle the contact between, between the two of them. Him and Carlson, him and Kita. Uh, it was fun to watch, and they really couldn't guard each other. I know Umar only had 10 points, but 5 of 9 shooting, he didn't shoot a lot. Uh, 16 rebounds is pretty clutch. legit. And, and he played 45 minutes, which for a guy his size is crazy. But yeah, I mean, Carlson and Kita were awesome. I love Kita. Like, I think he's a complete stud. Um, for whatever reason, he hasn't been able to stay on the court for an extended period of time. Of course, he was tonight with triple overtime, played 35 minutes. But he is really, really good. And uh, an underrated overall, but you know Umar is a big time rebounder. Like he just he he is, and so you know Arizona needed him tonight. Like I thought Arizona's rebounding was poor tonight. They they uh, they lost the the battle on the glass to Utah team, but they allowed twenty one offensive rebounds, and thankfully they had seventeen second chance points. Arizona also had seventeen second chance points on sixteen offensive rebounds, but there were sequences where Utah got. Multiple, multiple tries, multiple offensive rebounds on the same possession, and they were lucky. and And Umar uh, did very well with that overall. The rebounding had sixteen rebounds, four of them offensive. Another offensive rebounder uh, tonight that did a very good job uh, was Keisha Johnson with six offensive rebounds. Yep, Keisha's interesting. 
He's interesting. Like, he does stuff that really frustrates you, but then, like, he had 17 points and 9 rebounds tonight in 43 minutes. I thought overall he played pretty well. I didn't think his defense was great. Um, but when you look at him overall, like, it's, it's weird because he's not what I expected at all from San Diego State. He's not the same player that, you know, his, he's shooting more from three. He's more open, which is very much the, the, the pitch from Arizona, I'd assume. I thought he'd be a little better on, uh, on defense overall. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, it's a situation where I, I think he played well overall. And, yeah, like, I'm, I'm cool with it, I guess I should say. I'm cool, baby. I don't really have complaints about anybody individually, to be perfectly honest. I think, you know, just wrapping it up, like, Jaden Bradley was fine. His defense was great tonight. Um, Crevis, this was not a game for him. It this was, was not was, a game for Crevis. Crevis is always going, at least at this point of his career, he's going to struggle with athletic players. He cannot guard Keita. That was not going to happen. Keita's a, a super above-average athlete. And Carlson is just too skilled and veteran for Crevis. So Crevis only played eight minutes at 3,008 minutes. It just it, it wasn't a game for him. And when you have a young big man, that's going to happen. You know, defensively, you know, Smith had a triple-double, but he shot 6 of 20 from the field. And that's what I always say is, you know, if a guy's going to score on you, make sure it's inefficient. Four turnovers, 6 of 20 from the field. You'll take that every time. Gabe Madsen had 17, but he was 6 of 15. Um, you know, Carlson was awesome, 27 and 15 rebounds. But there wasn't that that other guy that really, you know, killed Arizona. Arizona overall, Utah shot 44% and was 11 of 29 from threes. When you think about it, they were 7 of 7, Shelby. So they were 4 of 22 outside of that span, which you'll take every day. So for me overall, like... No, I have one thing. I know. I'm, I'm a win-on-the-road type of dude. If you win on the road, you win on the road. There is no such thing as a, as a disappointing road loss or win or whatever. That's true. And it's hard to do. Because isn't this like their first one in a triple overtime since like 2011? Yeah, and, like, and those games are, and, and, and I said it, and you made fun of me. I, I was kind of being serious. Like, usually the, the tie goes to the the home team. Like, when you hit the triple overtime and you're tired and there's no one behind you, mode it, like. Yeah, you get the energy from the crowd. Right, that's not easy to do. Right. Um, one thing I can say that I'm not thrilled about, and it's, it's, I don't know if it's a pattern quite yet, but we've talked about it. Is uh, Tommy's choices sometimes as a, as a coach are, are mind-boggling. And, like, just there are set plays that he should be drawing up. And, again, you mentioned it earlier. It just seemed like he told Caleb Love, get open. I mean, like, there's, there's just no kind of actual game managing happening. And if you know that, you know, Utah is throwing out some weird defenses or, you know, like maybe we need to be playing defense more, we've, we've had some combinations this season that worked. And I didn't really, I think you called it out, didn't see them him him playing Lewis and Bradley together. Well, again, and like, like, it was weird. I would have liked to see the Lewis and Bradley combo more, uh, but the issue was the 1-3-1. One, one. Yeah, that's true. So you're kind of selling one for the other. But, you know. Okay. Yeah, and then in terms of Tommy's calls, it's always hard for me at the end of games because, like, does Tommy tell Caleb Love just dribble around and then get your shot, or is it a screen and action going on elsewhere and it just fails? And before you know it, because if you watch college basketball, how many good last second possessions do you see? 
Well, it doesn't seem like Arizona that right, much. Right, but it's very rare in general, right? So, <laughs> yes. you know, it's hard to say, like, what was that player for Caleb? Like, when Pella Larson tr- started to drive and then gave it out to Caleb, who put up a 40-foot three, or at least it felt that way, what was the play? Was it Pella driving and dishing to another guy and they stopped it? Like, what was the original call? So. Okay. Well, I'm still not thrilled, but we'll see if it gets better. You may not be thrilled, Shelby. Yeah. But I know no matter what, no matter how many White Claws you have drank, no matter what time of night it is, no matter how much cheese <laughs> that I eat during a podcast or crappy jelly beans from Trader Joe's. I yeah, know they're one really thing. disappointing. I know one thing, Shelby. No matter where you are or what you do. I'm so glad this is on the mug now. I can just read it right off of here. You can always bear down. Also, so Michael Luke will leave Shelby and I alone. If you got the back the A reference from Matt Mulebach, could you please send it to him on Twitter or yes. post it on the board? He's losing his mind. Mike is woefully technologically deficient. You must do this for him. Immediately. Immediately.